Beloved, this teaching you are about to listen to is brought to you by Chumdiahayana Ministry International. It is titled, Crossing the Red Sea. Kindly listen carefully to the message, Grace to you. So now that's what? A hair remained a child. He's not different from a servant. The Bible says, go for it. It says, and he will put under, under teachers until he comes of each. He comes of each. Now I see some Christians, they say, well, who are these teachers are talking about? Who are these teachers are talking about? Lessons of life. Experiences. You see some Christians, with their speaking in tongues, casting out devils, yet they are going through some terrible experiences that you wonder why they are going through. The reason is because they are not spiritually mature. Are you getting me? Yes. And God will not give a Mercedes-Benz key to a two-year-old boy. Are you getting it tonight? Yes. He won't do that. So they are praying and fasting and they are still checking under the hot sun. Five years, nothing, no, no, nothing is moving. And they are wanting God by me. The problem is not God. The problem is your inability to purge yourself. Because if you can work on some character defects, if you can develop your character, there are some things that you don't need to pray for the God your way. No, just come. Are, are you getting me? Are you understanding? So, duty must be played in purging yourself. Don't be satisfied with this your character level. Are you getting me? Yes. You can always be better. I remember once somebody was talking with me and she told me that she always, every year, she asks her husband to assess her to see whether she is improving. And I tell you, really, her husband is the worst mirror in the woman can ever have. <laughs> I begin to you. From my own analysis, her husband is the worst mirror. A woman can never, because if the man is telling her she's improving, and with what the last encounter I had with her, if that is what she is, and the man is telling her she's good, that man is a bad mirror. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your mirror should not be any mortal man. Your mirror should be the word of God. Are you getting it? Let look at the word of God enemy and see if you are complying with the word. If you are aligning with the world, and if you are going in line with the word of God, don't tell people come and assess me. Assess me. If you tell your husband to assess me, if he tells you you are doing good now. Yeah, because he knows that if he tells you you are doing bad, he knows you as a woman, you will suffer, you will not be happy. So you will reduce his, the taste of his food. And he needs his food. So he's going to dance to, the politi- to, to you. He will give you some political answers. But when you allow the word of God to dissect you, no matter how painful it is, then you are purging yourself. Even me as your pastor, I'm not the one who can purge you. Are you getting me? The word of God is meant to what? Purge. That's why David will come before God and say, God, try me. Search me. See if there be any evil way in me. David kept he said that in over and again because he knew very well that as long as he is alive, he needs to keep examining himself and looking at the word of God as his mirror. As I first mentioned about three verses, it says, as we beheld, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, we're changing to the same image for what? From glory 
to glory. When you look at the word of God, there are two things it does to you. It shows you who you really are. It shows you who you really are. That is, it shows you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then number two, it tells you how to work on your character to become who you really are. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, God wants us to be set apart. And the only way we can be set apart is for us to do what? To purge ourselves. I can't do it for you. I can't do it for you. You are the only one who can do it for yourself. And the word of God is the tool that helps you purge yourself. That's why when the word of God is coming from the altar and the word of God is correcting you, is pointing that area in your life that you don't like anybody to touch, that's not the time to get angry. Are you getting me? That's not the time to start be, bro, de, de, uh, developing a defensive mechanism and start saying, it's not me. It's another person I'm talking to. Or why are they talking to me? Why are they using me to preach? That's not the time to do that. Because that's the only opportunity you may have to see yourself in the middle of God's work. Are you getting me? Yes. And to effect a change. Believe you me, some of the times when the word of God is coming from the water, you may not have seen your life in that direction before. Are you getting me? Yes. And if I may be, you may be reading the Bible and not even see your life in that direction. But when the word of God comes from the water, it gives you an opportunity to see your life in that direction. And instead of you taking it and running with it and changing yourself, you start fighting the word of God. I heard a story about a man of God who was preaching. And as he was preaching, he said, Who sent you to Germany? Who sent you to Germany? And while he was preaching, somebody was in Germany. And he was, he, he was suffering beyond the world suffering. He was suffering. I get what I'm saying. He was suffering. And life was terribly difficult. And the man said, That is the word from God to me. It's for me. It's for me. It's for me. And the man just packed his bags the next day and said, I'm returning back to my country. And when he returned back to the country, his country, in the space of time, his life was changed. But imagine the man has said, hey, What is your own? Is it because I came to Germany and you did not come to Germany? Why are you preaching about me? Am I the one that you have to be preaching about? He would have stayed in Germany, died in Germany, and his life would have been a mess. His family would not recognize him. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, the word of God, when it comes, allow it to work on you. Purge yourself, and you'll be set apart for the master's use. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah. Don't let your word purge you. I'm open to the word. I may not like it. Are you getting what I'm saying? No natural man likes to be corrected. Nobody likes correction. Whether it's verbally or it's what? Physically. Nobody likes correction. Correction is not sweet to the body. Even to the mind. But those things that are bitter, usually they are the most healthy. Are you getting me? So, you're going to pray tonight and ask God to, to help you open yourself to correction. So you can be clean and purged and fit for the master. See, there is so much God wants to do with you. Are you getting what I'm saying tonight? There is what? So much that God wants to do with you. But it all depends on you. It all depends on, on you. It all depends on you. It's not God. It's not God. It depends on you. you, you, you. How are you ready to be corrected? How are you ready to be 
perish. How are you ready to be cleaned up? Are you getting No matter how golden a cup is, if it is dirty, nobody will want to use it. Is that not so? Is that not so? You rather prefer to use a plastic cup that is clean than to use a golden cup that is dirty. Is that not so? Is that not so? So better be a clean plastic cup. Amen. Are you understanding something? That will be a dirty golden cup. Purge yourself. Purge. Purge yourself. God has chosen you. See, your being chosen is not contestable. Are you understanding something? And in fact, God cannot change his mind from calling you and from choosing you. But you have to Purge yourself so you can be used effectively. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, we're going to be checking out the journey through the wilderness. Now, while the children of Israel journeyed through the wilderness, God was their guide and light. God was their guide and light. Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. Oh, sorry. Um, that was, I jumped, let us go back one. Now, well, let's go to it. It is estimated that there were about 2,500,000 people who left Egypt with Moses. About how many? 2,500,000 people who left Egypt with Moses. 2.5 million people that left Egypt with Moses. So Moses was pastoring a church of how many members? 2.5 as at his time. Moses is the greatest pastor that has ever lived. Now, can we, even the biggest pastors, do they have under their one congregation? People don't know they don't have it. Amen? I remember once Papa told me, we were talking, searching me. Forget what this is, we are talking about Moses. He said, for me, Moses is the greatest pastor that has ever lived and will ever live. He said, Chidi, you know what? We, when we finish preaching, we will go back to our houses. Our members will go to their houses. Amen. Probably enough. I don't even know many of the members in houses. Is that not so? And we don't know the house. But I said, imagine during Moses' time, he was living with them. Are you getting me? They were in the camp together. So he knew what their house is, they knew his house. He said, Chimney, Moses was virtually living, was virtually pastoring 24 hours. 12 midnight, they will come and knock on Moses' tent. Eh, Master, Master, see, oh, this is my brother. He has been disturbing me since yesterday. And now he just came to my house now and we started fighting Moses. And Moses just finished preaching. He needs to rest. Moses will start settling matter. He will start to learn. After he finished settling that people, as he's trying to rest again, eh, Master, Master, see, oh, this is my brother, this is my, my wife. I don't like the way she's behaving. This is my wife. Uh, see, Master, I'm God, fear woman, Pastor, this man, why is a terrible woman? She's evil, she's evil. But, Moses will say, no husband and wife issue. So, as he said, no husband and wife issue. Stop. So, he ran the court, Moses was there. That was like, when his father-in-law came to meet him and saw the way he was walking, he said, Charlie, you will die before your time. You're already 80. Ah, you will die before you get to 100. In fact, he said, you know what will kill you? It's stress that will kill you. You will not even die in happy death. You will die out of stress. It's what they call. 
leadership. Let people handle fifties and hundreds and thousands. Let people handle them. You can't do everything alone. Moses was managing 2.5 million members. Are you getting something? Are you getting it? In this time. I want to tell you that any pastor was greater than me. Or anyone is greater than me. In the wilderness, he was handling 2.5 million. So he moved out with those number of people. Even to pastor 10 people now is not just me. It's not just me. Are you getting it? Let it go to 2.5 million people. Since there were 600,000 men, Exodus 12 verse 27, there were 600,000 men. Wow. Wow. Even me, I don't pray for this kind of membership. <laughs> With what I have seen, I don't even pray for it. 600,000 men. Let's check it out. 12 verse 27. The Lord guided them with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Now listen to me very well. In the daytime, he led them by a pillar of what? Cloud. Now what, is the, what was the pillar of cloud? The pillar of cloud, this is a pillar. Is that not so? This is a pillar. That was actually what the pillar of cloud was. It was a pillar, a long cloud. Not the cloud on top. That one was there. But this one was an extra cloud. Long like this. Are you getting it? Yes. By the daytime, it led them. The cloud, the, the pillar of cloud was. It, have you seen this? Um, what they call this kind of wind? Wind that moves. That moves. You, you understand? It goes in circle like that. And it, you see the wind moving. And it's carrying dust and carrying on exactly. That was something like the way the cloud was. It was like moving. You get it? And they were following it. Now, during the daytime, it was a pillar of cloud. Why? Because the desert sun is so scorching and hot. If God did not give an additional cloud to the normal cloud, the children of Israel would have died in the wilderness. Are you getting me? So that cloud was cooling there. While the cloud was moving, it was providing extra cooling. So it was air conditioner. Are you understand what I'm saying? Do you know, we have split AC, is that also? We have uh, warm AC, is that also? And then we have what we call standing air conditioner, is that also? Amongst these three, which one is most powerful? Hmm? Hmm? Uh, Pastor Rap, we have split AC. This is split. Eh? We have one mountain. That's the first window is sun. We know the window is sun also. And then we have those standing is. Among these three kind of is which one is the most powerful? The standing, beautiful. Are you getting it? Now the standing, the technology of standing is eh, was gotten from this pillar of cloud. You use we, we know that the standing is one part because with split, you cannot get one AC. Two, uh, the highest you can get for split, I think, is uh, 2.5 horsepower. Is that not so? For split. For standing, you can get about 5 horsepower. Is that not so? Yes. Yeah. So the technology for standing AC was gotten from the pillar of cloud. So while they were cooling, the thing was cooling them. Are you getting it? Yes. And also leading them. 
So the presence of God has a dual effect in your life. It lifts you and it cools you. Are you getting it? Do you understand what I'm saying tonight? Praise God. And then the Bible says, at night it was a pillar of fire. Now the desert is an extreme location. During the day it is extremely hot. During the night it is extremely cold. So at night they need a warmer. Are we together? And so at night the pillar of cloud changes to a pillar of fire to warm them. Are you getting it? To keep them warm so they don't get chilled to death. And at the same time, it was also what leading them. So you see that when God leads you, He also takes care of you. Are you getting me? Some of us think that, oh, God lead us, oh, go to, um, I'm sending my son to, to, um, uh, I heard the testimony of Apostle Babadola, the founder of Christ Apostolic Church. Have you heard of him before? All right. He was praying on the mountain. I heard the story. He was praying on the mountain. So he was praying. He heard the people in the, in the, in the, in the village, they were crying. They were crying. And he came down from the mountain and asked, what is the problem? He couldn't speak English. What in the Bible was, what is the problem? And they told him, ah, Baba, we've not had rain for, for how long? He said, there was drought. And there was no water. So people were dying. And he said, okay, no problem. And from the mountain he came down from, there was a rock around the location. And he put his hand on the rock and commanded and said, in the name of Jesus, I decree water come out of this rock. As he was praying, instantly the rock busted open and water started coming out. These people, they better started worshiping him. They were fetching water and drinking. Clean water! They say in that village, if you go to that village and you say anything bad about the house of they will kill you. They won't even wait and they kill you. Eh? The man that ended our draft. So praise God. Now, when God leads you to Yago, at the Dogon and Dogosi, He doesn't just leave you alone, but He also what? Takes care of you. So, while He's leading you, He's taking care of you. He will ensure that the weather does not destroy you. Are you getting what I'm saying? He will ensure that you, need, you get the necessary environmental factors you need. To succeed in your, ministry, in your ministry. So, some of you, very soon, some of you will be going to Adidobe, Jedlobosi, Yango, to go and plant churches. Yeah! Amen! Some of you are looking at crap, saying, Pastor just came and they just rented this family place. Maybe by the time Pastor uh, wants to start a church in, um, uh, let's look at uh, maybe somewhere around um, around um, Adrian I will be pastor himself. Hey, fire! Hey, get your muscle. Adi, dodo. Yeah, yo, those are the places I'm telling you to. <laughs> when you don't prove your ministry there, then, uh, hey, I cannot send you to that places. Yeah. But not only when God sends you, He doesn't only lead you, but He takes care of you and makes sure that the environmental and climatic factors does not destroy you. Coming hot, it will produce a pillar of fire, a pillar of cloud for you. 
And when life is becoming too cold, then produce a pillar of fire for you. You will make sure that the environment is suitable and conducive for you to do your work. Yes, life may not be perfect. You may not have all the money you need, but there will be timely help. Yes, I know I'm talking from experience. I saw him do it in Congo, and I've seen him do it in Ghana. When the devil thought he had finished it up, God always steps in. So I came to tell you tonight that when God needs you, he will take care of you. So the, though, though the factors may be harsh on you, but God will always make a way to succor you and soak you in the harsh factors. Amen. Yeah. And that's what he did to the children of Israel. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. Praise the Lord forevermore. Turning to the promise that God did not lead his people straight towards Canaan. Are you getting it? Yes. Now, you see, when we hear the story of the journey from Egypt to Canaan, we all believe, most of us think that God just took them from Egypt and they said, yeah, let's go. And they went straight road to Canaan. Are you getting me? Now, God did not do that. Let's check Exodus chapter 13, verse 7. 17, sorry, 13, verse 17. Amen. Since so that it came to pass, when Pharaoh had led the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was near. You see that? Are you getting me? There was a short way to Canaan. That was if they had passed through the Philistine country. And you get the country of the Philistines. Are you getting it? It was a shortcut. It was nearer to Canaan. But what did not lead them through that land? Why? Look at it here. It says, For God said, Lest paraventure the people repent. The word repent actually means to change your mind. Are you getting it? It says, Paraventure the people repent when they see war. And they turn, they return to Egypt. You see that? Now the Philistines, you see that in the later part of the lives of the children of men, we always have issues with the Philistines. That was so. Goliath was from Philistine. Was a Philistine. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. So they had to have issues. The Philistines were people of, they were actually warlords. Amen. Amen. That's why they had majority of giants. Goliath was a giant. After David killed Goliath, I think there were three or two other giants. And one of David's um, mighty men killed um, one of the giants, and you get to me. Another of his mighty men killed another giant also. Praise God. So David in the Philistine, they were majorly warlords. They were trained for war from a youthful age. So God did not allow them to pass through the Philistine's country to the promised land. Although it was nearer to Canaan, but God did not allow them. Why? Because if they were to pass through the land of the Philistine, they would have encountered wars. Are you getting me? It was shorter, but the war we face in a shortcut is always more text, dear taxing, and difficult than the one you face in a long journey. Are you getting me? Yes. That's why those who keep looking for Jehovah Sharp Sharp, Lord, no, 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 no. They always face more wars. And in fact, some of them will never, they will never be able to win those wars. And God said, He said, He, he didn't want them to pass through that. say, but eventually they may, when they see the war, they say, let's go back to Egypt. I know what I'm saying. As I see some believers, only the bid to get sharp, sharp miracles. When they meet the challenge that comes with those sharp, sharp miracles, they go back to their former situation. I you understand what I'm saying? In fact, some, some people that really get, get born again in a bid for sharp, sharp miracles, 
they go back to becoming sinners. Thanks for listening, we believe that you have been inspired by this teaching. Kindly listen to the continuation of this teaching series. Be blessed.